0: Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted word of God from the throne of grace. Many people make avoidable decisions or mistakes, okay, in their relationship work. Many times, avoidable mistakes. And one of the reasons for this is just, they didn't know better. You know when it's got to do with relationships, everyone has an opinion, bah? Huh? Uh, yeah, everybody just, I know how don't tell me how to do my stuff this is my this is my private life hello don't 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 get in there you know so everyone has an opinion everyone has an idea of what is right or not right okay but many times um some of those decisions that are taken may be based on the wrong premise it may be based on the wrong thinking it may be based on the wrong belief system so you see people get it wrong in the first relationship they were hurt so bad You know, and they said, okay, the next time this is not going to happen, and the next time it happens again, and the next, next time, and the next, next, next time. And you hear narratives like, love is a scam. You don't hear that thing before? (laughs) Love is a scam. Forget marriage, man. Marriage is a scam. You know, they'll tell you. They know they talk all these things. You know, they don't tell you what really is inside until you get in. You know, they tell you things like marriage is whatever you see, you get. Have you heard those kind of things before? They tell you it's like a box that is wrapped, it's like a gift box, you don't know what's inside. So when you open it, whatever you see, you just have to deal with it. You hear those kind of stuff? You see, many of those things come from people who have been so dealt with in this matter of love. Yeah. And then they they say <laughs> they say, um, when you how do they say it? Um if, if your marriage doesn't work, you become a philosopher, right? You heard that kind of thing? <laughs> you know so um when when they've been beaten so many times they come up with some of those kind of stuff oh the very famous one men are (laughs) you know because you have been dealt with but you see those mistakes are avoidable all right so many times people don't know some other times people are too shy to be open and vulnerable enough to learning in that area okay but um Whatever the case, if you don't learn deliberately about love, you would most likely make mistakes. All right? Um, There are certain things that, I'm I'm glad this is a a church that has a very solid word base. So, um, I'm not going to trouble doctrine at all, you know. Um, But let me say something. The singular fact that you're born again does not guarantee that you're going to be wealthy as per wealth, money. Amen? Amen? Has provision been made for you to be wealthy? Oh, yes. Do you have all things that pertain to life and godliness in Christ? Yes. Will you necessarily just, the day you say, Lord, come into my life, I love you, I believe in you, you are my savior, my lord, amen. Poor credit alert. It doesn't happen. You see? In the same vein, the fact that you are born again and prayerful and spirit-filled, you know? does not guarantee that your marriage will be bliss. If you doubt it, ask all of the Christian brethren who have suffered or experienced a divorce in their homes. All right? So that is the painful part because you think that I thought these guys are word guys, man. I thought, when you see this brother, Spirit Coco, sister, Spirit Coco, you know, they blast tongues. How come there were certain areas that they did not know to do right and it ended up, you know, in the dissolution of that marriage? I hear people say stuff like, you know what, no, we just can't work. Um, they call it irreconcilable differences, you know. I mean, yeah, I like the girl, or I like her, I'm the fine girl, but you know what? It's stop you know, you hear some of those things. Oh, yeah, I like that guy. You know, yeah, he's a cool guy. He's, he's cool, but no, we're not just meant for each other, No, you know. And you're wondering, but sometime just back, you know, few weeks or months or years ago, you guys were so much in love that, I mean, everyone just thought these guys were the best things in the world. It's love birds. And, you know, singles, we see them and say, God, when? You know, and you see all those, oh, uh-huh, you see those things, you know, you see those fancy proposals. And you want, you, see, you see, See, as a matter of principle, don't be moved by whatever you see online. Don't be moved. Don't be moved. Don't be moved. See, if you're acting a movie, I mean, there are certain scenes that are taken over and over again, and then the best one, part of it is the one that makes it happy. Eh, it's the same way the things you see online. It's make believe. <laughs> Do you understand? They've taken that picture out of 50 shots, one wow, made it. Of course, it has to be perfect now. Eh, it has to be perfect or look perfect. You see, but don't be moved by those things. Don't just be moved by it. You need to trust God enough that your life is not in competition with anybody you know. Hallelujah. It's not. Your life is unique. Your life is special. You know, God's got you covered. Hallelujah. Okay, so I'm saying something that one, many people make avoidable mistakes. Two, so many people struggle in their relationships. You know, that's why I said that the fact that you're born again doesn't necessarily guarantee because if you lack the knowledge requirement, if you don't know what to do, if you don't know how to appropriate this word, this gospel. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, I was discussing something with my brother some time back and we said something that, you see, some people tend to compartmentalize their lives. See, this is my spiritual life. This is my walk life. This is street. When I de- walk, streets street. Do you understand? Work life, jungle. Business is jungle. We don't take nonsense. You try me, I chew you. You understand? Then, your love life. This one, you don't talk about it with anybody. Strictly you and the one you call the love of your life. Then, your Christian life, amen. Christian life is the one you use in church. On Sunday, and on Wednesday, then after church. You gather the rest, your social life your All those other lives Listen, don't do that <laughs> It's one life, hallelujah Alright, this gospel we we'll preach It comes across everything, hallelujah It's the understanding of the gospel That you will apply in business And you will excel, hallelujah It's the understanding of the gospel You will apply in your social relationships And you will excel It's the understanding of the gospel You will apply in your love life Chai! And you will experience bliss Somebody say bliss Hallelujah Do you know why? Because until you have understood and received this love of God, you can't translate it. You can't. You see, the things, the things we teach about God, in as much as those things should leave you in awe and, you know, adoration of who God is, one of the things that you should know is that those very qualities are the same qualities that the Holy Spirit works in you. So you say, ah, I was a very terrible sinner if I did so many bad things, but God forgave me. Ah, this God is good. But your neighbor or your boyfriend or girlfriend or wife will offend you and she has to apologize for four weeks. You have not learned it. Because if you have learned it, the same way you know that this God forgave me. Scripture says he that is forgiving much does what? Loves much. So the same way you know that I have been a recipient of grace, you would know To release grace and dispense grace to everyone in your sphere. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. So you see, it's the same understanding of gospel that you use in love. Hallelujah. So pay attention to these things because it cuts across generally. Somebody say, amen. Amen. All right, then. Another reason I'm very passionate about this is because there's a deliberate agenda by the devil to frustrate the family unit, to frustrate the family front. And take note the family institution is the most important there is, it's the most important. Think of any other sector you can imagine. What happened in 2020? Between February, at least in Nigeria, between February and say July, there was a lockdown. The banks didn't work. Education didn't work. Markets were affected technically. uh, But because people had to eat, you know, markets had to be open somehow. Churches were told to stay at home. Wow. What was the only thing that held together? It was what? Family. Family. So you know what that means, basically? That when you break it all down, what matters most, the fulcrum, the the source of everything, is the family unit. And the devil knows that, so he's deliberately fighting at it. And how does he come? With all manner of deceptions. All manner of concepts that look so cool and sweet and trendy. But they begin to sell you other ideas that are different from the standards of the word of God. And then it becomes so contemporary and so acceptable that guess what? Gradually, you are drawn away from the principles of God's word, from what the word actually says on certain matters, and you just naturally go with popular opinion. So, for example, popular opinion on love. What is love, really? Now, anybody could help me out here, all right? Don't show that you have been going to Bible study and you know what of God. Love. When you hear love, generally, what comes to mind? What's your answer? Anybody can help me. You can whisper. You can. If you need a mic, you can. You know. Love. What, what does love mean? I mean. what's Okay, let me put it like this. What's general definition of love? All right, so it's not your own answer. Uh-huh. Feelings. Thank you, sir. What else? Somebody want to say something else? General definition of love. Okay, so raise your hand so we can take it one after the other. The way you are smiling at me, give give Philippa the mic. Let's hear. Could we power that mic? Okay. Butterflies in my belly. Hey, soft. Okay, let's take one or two others. Check one, two. Okay. Any other person? I thought someone wanted to say something there. What did you say? Sir? Sorry. Romance or romance. No, romance in the Bible, one. Romance. <laughs> all, right. all right. Okay, so romance. Okay. Yeah. So any other, maybe we'll take one or two more. Let's hear that. Intimacy. This guy. Mourner. Somebody say more. All right. It's a deep affection towards somebody. Deep affection towards someone. I mean, that's a good definition. Okay, let's let's stop there. Thank you so much. Let's, let's celebrate all those who said something. All right. But you see. I mean, we all could resonate with, with those answers, right? Because it's general opinion, love is feelings. You see, man. I went somewhere while I was at the airport. You know, there was this guy that walked past me. Man, first of all, you know, you know, I'm a fragrance person. When his pef, ah, it was the pef that even got my attention, and I had to turn, man. And this guy was dapper. <laughs> then. You start scoping the other things. Ah, the shoe, the belt. Eh, did you see that ring? Eh. And then, in your mind, let him just sit close to me. Or maybe he doesn't sit close to you. But then you want to check something, and then you just quickly walk to go and um, you know? You just pass by. It's not like uh, you wanted to. Uh, you just passed in case you notice. And then brother noticed. And then, as a typical guy, man. Hey, hello, what's up, man? How you doing? Man, you look so beautiful. I love this hair on you, man. You're like, oh, yeah, thank you. You know, and you guys start talking. And because of this smooth tongue and the good looks, somebody say good looks. <laughs> by the time you are des- describing that experience when you get home, by the time you're telling that your best friend, you know, especially ladies, you have that best friend that you tell everything. Okay. Where well, you, marry Sha, Let it be your husband, though. <laughs> But we'll talk about that later. So, wait, by the time you're just that best friend, from the sound of your voice, the person on the other side of the phone already knows that this one is excited. or she's happy. Why? Because you can tell the man. There's this guy. Found we spoke. Ah, did you get his number? No, sure now. Trust me now. I'm going to find next week Tuesday. You see. <laughs> Now, what's happening with all of that? Feelings are beginning to grow. You know, those butterflies are beginning to fly in the tummy. And you know, he knows just the right time to send in a text. Oh, the flight was cool. How was yours? You know, I'll call you up later. You know, just checks up. You know, he knows those right things to do. And you're already blown away. In your mind. Is this love? Is this love? Is this love? Is this love that I'm feeling? You know? You're already thinking I'm mad. Say, oh, so why? Because those feelings are getting excited. You see, feelings, emotion, attraction. Those are things that the world has confused for love. You know, and then we even take it further to the extreme. Infatuation, obsession. I can't get her out of my mind. You have a deliverable at work. You are thinking of babe. You are calling her on the phone. You have one hour to go to submit that report for a board meeting tomorrow. I can't get her out of my mind. When I open my laptop, all I'm seeing is shade, shade, shade. <laughs> it's obsession. It's, it's short-lived. You know, you can't think straight. You see? Or is it the infatuation? Because you are now, maybe you guys have been around each other for a bit. You know, you just start catching feelings. Feelings are in the air like waves. You know, you just, you know. And then you start th- thinking that this person is everything you want. Many times you're not seeing all the bad sides, oh. That's the thing that they say is blind. It's not love, oh. It's that one that they say is blind. That's the one that they say when you marry, I go clear. You are not seeing any of the bad things. You see, those are ephemeral things. They are all in the feelings family. You know, but, and then the worst one is lost. Because when it's lost, all you want this person for is their body. Right? Their body, their money, your body, your money. That is. <laughs> My brother David, yeah. You know. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, so when it's lost, that's what you're thinking of. You know, and see, don't deceive yourself. That brethren know they lost. Eh, don't deceive yourself, you know, in this holy atmosphere in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Eh. <laughs> if you know, <laughs> don't, nah, don't deceive yourself. You don't know, no, it happens. Why? Because we're humans, first of all. All right. I was sharing with some people in church in in, in Benin on Sunday. And and one of the things I I spoke about was sexuality and stuff like that. And I said that, listen, the fact that you have those sexual orgies shows that you are very healthy human. And it was given to you by God. When God said, be fruitful and multiply, he activated those hormones in your body. All right? Because to be fruitful, (laughs) yes, that's a word. (laughs) Because to be fruitful, (laughs) you need to naturally desire the process that will create fruitfulness, amen. Yes. <laughs> <Kawaii>. <laughs> all right. So, so it's so so you see, when there's no knowledge, you're scared of certain things. All right. You you, you have maybe you, you have this attraction all the time, you're, you're struggling with lust, and you're thinking, Oh my god, just kill me, cook, cook, kill me, oh Lord, you know. And God has not killed you yet because He's not meant to kill you, He's just letting you know that see, this is part of your humanity. But with my spirit, I can show you how to gain control and take charge over it. Somebody say amen. Amen. All right. So you see, that's the problem with feelings. Feelings have done damage to so many people's lives. Because today you feel for, let me use Christian names. You feel for brother Philemon. Not this fellow. Uh, (laughs) Philemon. Then the feeling now waned when brother Andrew came by. He had the perfect height and build. Then, um, don't mind him; he's just a, a, a guy. Jaw, you see. Was not, I was liking him. I was liking another person. And after she finished, and, and then brother Hezekiah. No, I don't want to use. I don't want to use names that are here because <laughs> yeah, I don't want to use names here. Yeah. So, brother Hezekiah comes around, and then ah, this one is everything but. You don't get money. Uh-huh. Wow. Then after a while, uh, when you think it's all over, Brother Nicodemus. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, you see, what's happening is because, because you've not learned to tame those feelings, and you don't necessarily understand um, and the, the, the purpose of these things, you get carried away. These are some of the avoidable mistakes I was speaking about earlier. And you think, I'm now in love. Then, because also, popularism and the world, secularism, has made you know that love equals to sex. You now say, okay, because I love him, it's okay for us to have sex. I mean, how how can I show you? You know, this is the one I love. And then guess what? These things are biological processes. The hormones in your body start getting ready to draw you closer to each other. The more you indulge in sex, the more... The feelings of bonding, the feelings of excitement. You see, it's a biological process. And then, of course, there are spiritual implications. Because actually, in marriage, what ratifies marriage, what God sees as a final stamp, these two don't marry, is that sexual intercourse. Okay, so what happens when people are here and there, you know? You are marrying When they say, you say really spirit, spirit husband and spirit wife, some of you, are, not you, some of them have that thing. Or eighty-seven, depending on body count. Do you understand? So you see, when there's problem, you don't you can't place where the problem is. Ah, ah, is it no problem everywhere? You cannot trace it. You go to doctor. Doctor say, "I ah, know nothing is wrong with you." He say, "But something is wrong." Ah, you cannot <laughs> uh, see people are suffering in the name of love. You see, but all that is not love. I will close with what exactly love is, so that we can take questions. Alright, so you see, because the world has said that attraction, that loss, that that this special one equals sex or gives you permission to have sex. And guess what? It's all over the media. It's in the songs. It's in the songs, you know. Thank God I don't know lyrics. I wish I did, I I've told you some now. But, you know, it's in the songs that just makes you feel like because I love you then it's okay for us to get down. You know, it's in the movies. It's in the literature. It's in the novels. It's in the adverts. Do you understand? And then guess what? It's all over your social networks, your social interactions, all right? Um, you meet somebody today, and the next thing is, when can you come over? Let me say, come over for what? Eh, come over for what? Eh? Netflix and chill. That is not Netflix, though. So. mm <laughs> You know, because in blue light. Emma G knows this, this. Blue light. (laughs) Eh? You see, now, because something about your entire mental frame has told you that when you feel like this towards this person and he feels like that towards you or she feels like that towards you, it is okay for you to start having those moments aside in the blue light or no light, all right? (laughs) And then the rest is history. But then again, before long, because it is feelings-based, he sees another girl. She's just like you, or maybe not even like you. That's what I'll pay you pass. What does she even have? Can you imagine? Eh? Look at me, look at her. What does she have? Eh, eh, it's has got feelings. Your own feelings are finished. Now let me tell you, yes! 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 When you are hungry for food, and you get food and chop, are you still hungry? Eh? Yeah, that's what it is. So he was hungry for that food. He got the food, he chopped it. He's not hungry for the food again now. Now he's hungry for another food. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then now you're angry. Why won't you be hurt? Because you allowed emotions, feelings, hormones to lead you together with the world's philosophy of what love is supposed to be. And the next thing you start saying, all these guys, you cannot even trust them. They are all the same. Why? Because your frame of mind, take note, has become a magnet that attracts these kind of people all the time. That is what happens when you get into multiple relationships and you think you learned from one person, but you didn't. It happened again and yet again and yet again. Why? Because your mental frame is a magnet. And it magnets those kinds of people based on your belief systems. What you have always told yourself that this is love, that this feeling is love, but that's not love. So what then is love? Hallelujah! <laughs> Praise the Lord. What then is love? If it's not all of these things, but guess what? See, this is why, why this is a problem. Is because many people get married on this premise. Abi. Many people get married on this premise. So when those feelings begin to dissipate, when those feelings go, when those people who were never self-controlled in their life, but run after everything they had feelings for, when they see the next feeling object, they naturally transfer the same affection to that next thing. And then the wife now is angry. Or in this case, the husband is angry. And you know, somebody is wondering what's happening here. And they say, what? You know, and we don't feel that spark anymore. It was never about the spark. Marriage is never about that spark. You don't need a spark, that one, to have a sustained, blissful marriage. And I will say more as I explain what love is. All right? So because of that, people build foundations that are faulty and it fails. But they never had the opportunity to learn the kind of things we're discussing now. So they go on and teach the same thing to their children. Okay? Okay? Um, you see mothers give the same advice to their daughters. Hey, do you, do you, are you really attracted to him? You know, if you're not attracted to him, don't go ahead though. You know, you have to be attracted to him. Eh? Does he eh, is he rich? Is he handsome? Hey, eh, you know, so that your friends too, you know. They give you those the same advice that they had, or that the marriage did not work, oh, or that they married one man that was punching them or beating them anyhow. They carry the same advice, and then the worst part is they tell you hey, if it does not work, just leave him, just leave him, and have a life. Why? Because that's all of their experiences. That they are transferring to the next generation, and that generation transfers it and transfers. And guess what? Everyone just thinks that marriage cannot be predictable, it cannot be successful. It is how you see it. Just manage it. It's your own eh, eh, what do they say? It's your locks, your own lot in life. But that's not the case. What then is love? Let me do this quickly as a round off. Love is not a feeling, hallelujah. There are feelings of love. That is what my sister defined as affection towards someone. But that affection itself is not all that there is to love. Amen? Who knows how to bake very well here? What is one primary ingredient in baking? Flour or floor? What is that? That one shall flour. Floor. Yeah. So... When you take a piece of cake or a pan of cake, is that cake flour? Eh? Is there flour in the cake? But is the cake flour? (laughs) You see, there there are feelings of love and feelings in love. But feelings is not love. So what you do when you consume feelings as love is that you take a cup full of flour and you begin to drop it. What are the other ingredients you use? Sugar. You take a cup full of sugar and you begin to consume it. Margarine or butter. You take a cup full of butter and you begin to consume it. And before long, what happened? You go Or you visit the toilets a lot. But what happened was because you took a piece of the components that are supposed to make up something holistic and consumed it as the whole. When people pick feelings, emotions, attraction, all of those little things and think that is love, that is exactly the danger that they're setting themselves up for. Praise the Lord. So what then is love? Love is not a feeling. Love is a being. Hallelujah. Love is not a feeling. Love is a being. And love, who is that being? Love is God. And God is love alright, now, while that may still sound like a spiritual definition for some people, I will break it down, amen alright, now, 1st John 4, 7 and 8, beloved let us love one another for love is of God and everyone who loves is born of God and what knows God, he that loves God, not for, for okay, 1st uh, John 4 he that does not love, verse 8 does not know God because God is love all right, so how does this relate with the love that you use to marry your wife? If love is God, and God, so how does it? Uh, but what about feelings? What about attraction? Yes, we're coming there. We're coming there. Now you see, love is God, and God is love. So to understand what that is and how you can apply it, I will further break it down by saying that love is the expression of the nature and characteristics of God. Amen. Love is the expression of the nature and characteristics of God, and I'll show you that Galatians chapter five, Galatians five verse twenty-two very quickly. Um, Maybe we can use the amplified version. I like the way it puts it at the beginning. All right, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit in bracket, the work which His presence within accomplishes. Hallelujah! So what the Holy Ghost in you, what God in you does, what He brings out of you is what love. joy, patience, peace, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness. See what he says at the last part. He says, against such things no one can bring a charge. In other words, you can never go wrong applying this kind of love. Amen? You can never go wrong when you are expressing the God nature. You can never go wrong. Okay? I'll take time to break this down in a bit. Now, how does this really now reflect in your everyday, your, your love with your partner? You see, one thing people don't know is that it is the same love that you learn how to appropriate in your everyday relationship with people that is required in your marriage. Alright? It's, it's the same love. There is no marriage love. The only difference is the eros that they talk about, the sexual part that you cannot share with everybody. But... Love, generally, as these qualities that we are describing, are for your interactions with every human on the face of the earth. So guess what? You have not internalized or learned how to appropriate all of these qualities. Then you believe that when I marry, I will love. So now you see why your husband does something to you and you tell yourself, I will never forgive you. But love is patient. And love is kind, and love forgives. All right, but you tell yourself, "I will never forgive you." Why? Because you have not allowed the Holy Spirit to walk in you this level of love, this measure of expression of Himself. And many times it's because of that compartmentalization that you do. Because you don't allow the Holy Ghost access into those areas of your life where you're really vulnerable. You keep him out there in the popular areas where they they hail me, where everything is just okay. But deep down there where you cry and where you know your weak points are, you keep the Holy Ghost out of it and say, this doesn't concern you. I will discuss it with my boyfriend. (laughs) And he keeps hurting you. I hope somebody understands what I'm saying. So the fact that you can love is that the spirit of God helps you to produce the qualities and the nature of God on your inside, and then you apply that in your dealings with people generally. Where does it come dif- become different with your spouse? The singular fact that with that one that you choose to love, all right, there are there is commitment that says, "Hey, listen." I'm vulnerable to you. Now, this level of vulnerability, I'm not opening it up to every other person. But this is dedicated to the one person I am in covenant with to do life together. Praise the Lord. Now, another definition I like about love. And this is how I like to break it down many times. In understanding first there is a being and that being is God. And it's in expressing his nature. Now, this other definition will help you check what exactly is in your mind. And this is the definition. Love is a deliberate, conscious, intentional decision to add value to someone else's life for the rest of your life. There's one last part. I'll say it again and I'll add the last part. A conscious, deliberate, intentional decision. Not feeling. You don't fall in this love. You decide... And walk into it with eyes open. You don't fall into it. You fall into feelings and attraction. You don't fall into this love. Because it is work. (laughs) It's responsibility. So it's a conscious, deliberate, intentional decision to add value to someone else's life for the rest of your lives. And the best part is, even if you don't get that kind of love back in return. If you understand this thing now, it has settled certain marital issues. Yeah. Because many times, when you get into what you know as love, all you're thinking of is what he will do for me what she will do for me, what I will get from him, what I will get from her and that's why you're offended when they don't meet up with your expectation. I thought you would do this I thought you would do that. Yesterday was Valentine's Day. I got you a big gift. You got me boxers What am I doing? (laughs) I got you this. I got you perfumes and flowers and you sent me a very nice message. You mean a lot to me. Now A lot I go chomp and a lot go enter my bank account What do you mean? Why? Because what you think is love is what I will get and what you will do for me. That's what the world has made us think love is. But the real one is what you are willing to do for that person and continue doing. Whether or not the person is giving it back to you. Let's see 2 Corinthians 12 verse 15. You know, you, you cross this scripture many times but you don't see it in this light until now. But I will most gladly spend myself and be utterly spent for your souls. If I love you exceedingly and I am to be loved by you less. Use NIV. Let us um, see how he puts it. You know, he said, if I am loving you so much, so abundantly, and yet you're not loving me at all. So I will very gladly spend for you everything I have and even spend myself as well. If you love more, if I love more, will you love me less? Some other version, I can't find. Remember what John said. Even if I love you more and you are loving me less, I will still spend and be spent for you. When you say I love you to that lady, to that guy, do you mean this? Do you mean that I am committed to your welfare for life? Do you mean that I will support you for life? I will stand by you for life. Now you see why love says, why the Bible says that love never fails. Love perseveres. Love always hopes. What you have for that person, is it love or is it feelings? Is it is it, I love you when things are good, when you support me, when you understand me. Then when you don't understand me anymore, it's no more love. Our feelings have died and we are growing apart. Those are the things you hear. But is it a commitment to add value to that person's life for the rest of your life, whether or not you get commensurate returns? Listen, that is why love is sacrificial. Hallelujah. That is what God had for you. You see why it comes back to the gospel. That's what God had for you. Scripture says that while we were yet dead in sin. Listen to me. You had nothing to offer God. While you were dead in sin. That's what Scripture says. We were useless particularly to him. Useless to him. Dead in sin. While we were yet dead in sin. The Bible says Christ died for us. In this that God extended his love towards us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. How would you know it's love when the motive of your heart is not just drawn to how beautiful this person looks. It's not just drawn to what you can get. Do you know people get into relationships because of the other person's economic status? Because of how rich he is. Because of how rich she is. Because she's from a big family. Maybe I'll get contracts. Her uncle is a politician. Maybe I'll get placement. You say, okay, ah, this one must not pass me by. Selfish. The opposite of love is not hate. It's selfish. It's selfish. And that's why the Bible says, in First Corinthians, please you can read this later because I need to wrap up now. In 1 Corinthians 4, from verse 7 to, um, 1 Corinthians 13 from verse 4 to 8a, it gives you again, you can just put it on the screen, it gives you again the qualities of love. Let that be your checklist. When you say, I'm beginning to love her, Are you ready to suffer long? Are you ready to not envy her growth? Do you know some guys love girls until the point where the ladies become more successful than they? Do you know that? They love you in your weak state. They met you in an emotionally low and damaged state. One boy just broke your heart. You know, broke it. And then they are the fixers. So now you depend on them for validation, for relevance, and they like it. The moment you get your self-esteem back, problem. Problem. So that is not love. All right. So let this be your checklist. Someone says, I love you, but they always want to take from you. All right. Especially things that you're not willing to give your body. It's not theirs, but they want to get it. All right. They're making demands of you that are contrary to your values in Christianity and in the faith. But they say it is love. And guess what? Many people begin to lose themselves and lose what they actually represent in the name of love. But then let this be your checklist. Is it consistent with the qualities of this love? And this love is the qualities of God. Hallelujah. So now you see why love is God and God is love. And that is why particularly when we tell people to take spirituality very seriously, I hope that clock is correct because I've been following this leading. Oh my God, I have been disled or led. <laughs> All right, but no problem. I, I, I'm already wrapping it up. Okay, so. Uh, okay, I missed a line of thought. We'll come back to it. I missed that. Okay, fine. But let this checklist, let these qualities be your checklist. When you say, I love someone, all right? Am I willing to be patient with this person? Some people speak with me sometimes, okay? My husband is just too, in fact, I'm tired of this marriage. I want to go out, you know, how long has this been? For the past three weeks, for three weeks. I say, how long is marriage for again? (laughs) Marriage that is for life. You say three weeks. Yeah, no, you say this past three weeks. Yeah, it's just so annoying. I've I've been I've just been watching for the past two months. You have not started now. Yeah. No, you have not started now. If you know that love is long, long suffering, <laughs> you will ask yourself before you go in. Am I ready to suffer this kind of long? This one? Because guess what? Many times you see the bad habits, oh. So, but you're so in love with you. Oh you're not know, gonna look the bad habits. Uh-huh. So you see many times, you see, but because of feelings and stuff like that. So ask yourself, let this be a checklist. Let this be a guide. I love, if you're not yet married, let it be the guide for who you eventually want to choose to get married to. If you're married, regulate your marriage by these. And then remember what God said in Ephesians chapter 5. That's scripture for marriage, verse um. 23. Okay, give it to me in the in the... Yeah, we'll read down from there. Give it to me in the message version. Um, Go to 25. Oh, glory to God. Are you ready for this, guys? Married or unmarried? Let's read this. Husbands, go all out. Somebody say go all out. out. In love for your wives. Exactly as Christ did for the church. This kind of love eh, cannot fail. It can't fail. It can't feel. Let me just read it through and end. He says, it's a love that is marked by giving, not getting. Can you see it? All right. So everybody, yeah, I mean, think this thing. Think of it and let it let it form the, the the paradigm in your mind when you think about love. In what way can I be a blessing to my, my spouse? In what way can I be a blessing? I mean, you keep thinking and out thinking them in doing things for them, in making their lives better, in contributing to their lives. Then you are in love. That is why that kind of love, you don't share it with three people. It's too much of giving. If you give to you, you die. It's too much. You say I'm a, I'm in love with with I'm in love with two women. I don't know which one to choose. It's confusion. This kind of love. Let me tell you how you get into it. Let me help somebody here. When you see that person, whether or not they fit your external specification, because that's one of the biggest problems now, not my spec. That thing you think is your spec, you don't even know it was borrowed. Yes, it was borrowed. How do I know? You got it from somewhere. You got it from movies. You got it from your friend's relationship. You got it from somebody's, you got, you just had perfect picture. You read when you were six years old and they exposed you to meals and boons. And you saw that description of a man and it formed in your head what a man should be. Can you see that it's not your own? It's not your speck. Let me tell you, if you allow God lead you and drop that thing you call speck, you will see things that the physical eyes cannot see. And you will stay there. And you will put your commitment there. That's when you say, I choose to love you. And guess what? When you go ahead in faith, those beautiful qualities that you desired, you will begin to see them. Even if they did not show at the first time you met. Let me stop here for now. May God bless these words in your heart. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, if there are any questions, I really will. Um, Is this now accurate? Okay, so... So please, if you have any questions, whether it's bothering on things I talked about or things I didn't talk about, but it's love matter heart, uh, you know how it gets, how it do you for heart. There's this guy or there's this girl, you know. Any question, please don't be shy to ask. All right, the, the code is. Um... So please, if you want to write it down, okay, maybe you don't want to ask. Please feel free to do that very quickly um, and pass it to the usher close to you so that we can take it, okay? The truth is in conversations about love, we can't exhaust them, all right? So we try to do the bits we can within the time and then trust the Spirit of God to continue working on you. So you see, um, while you're writing your questions, I forgot to do something. Pastor Phil, please. I, I, I didn't mention this. I have a book. Can I talk about it? Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. I thought I was gonna let you know earlier. So so I wrote this is this is the first my first book. Yeah. There's a second one, it's it's out also, um in soft copy. There's a third one, it's in the works. And then yeah. <laughs> and then there are several others. What happened is God just led me to begin to put to print several thoughts and several teachings that I have had over the years on matters of love and relationship. So I started putting them together and before this year is over by God's grace, about 10 of them would have been published. Yeah. Okay. I had the manuscripts for years, but I didn't even know that it could become books. Okay. So this is the first of such to come out and I call it relationship red flags. All right. And, um, I said something before and let me just use this. text. Please be writing the question. That's what I'm talking. When my time is up, I'll have to hand over the mic. Okay, so if there are questions, please write them. And stop me if you have a question, all right? Because we did talk for Africa. We can talk for the world. We can be talking like that. God has blessed us. All right, so um, why I said that the fact that you're a Christian doesn't necessarily mean you would have a great home. In Proverbs chapter 24, verses 3 and 4, the Bible says, for by wisdom a house is built. By understanding it is established. By knowledge, his rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. There is a requisite knowledge, understanding, and wisdom required for marriage. Did somebody hear me? There is a type. There's a, that's why I call it the requisite one. All right. If you see, see. If if you if you study law for five years, right? You don't become an accountant. What you become a lawyer, Abby? Then you do your call to bar, and uh, you do law school and call to bar, right? When you finish the learning process, you become that thing because knowledge is a being. When you want to do medicine, you study medicine for the number of years and you become a doctor. Or you know, if you want to marry and have a good marriage, learn about marriage because the, it's a it's a subject. Uh, what do you call that? You know, there's all subject matter experts, right? People who are good at a particular area. You need to know the subject matter called marriage. All right? If not, you will just stumble into it with the mindsets your father and your, your grandfather had. And maybe their own did not work. Or maybe it has been overtaken with time. For example, I hope you know that the mindsets in the 21st century young lady is not the same as the one in our mothers and our grandmother. I hope you know. So you see, that's a challenge. Because a 21st century man who has his grandfather and his father's thinking is getting married to a 21st century girl who does not even know what her grandmother and mother's thinking was. For example, that man believes that when I come home, <laughs> the table is set. The food is warm, freshly cooked. Because grandma did not have another work. It was kitchen, house, the children, shop in front of the house. Do you understand? But 21st century wife, eh? she's working like you. She goes to work like you. you probably come back before her. In fact, maybe she earns more than you. <laughs> Maybe she's your boss in the office. <laughs> Hello? And you just think that they can display the same behaviors that our mothers did. It's a significant difference, and we need to factor it in if you want to have a successful marriage in this age. Somebody say amen. So those are the things that I mean when I say there's a, there's a kind of knowledge that you need. So what would help you have that successful marriage is right knowledge, right understanding, and right wisdom. Wisdom is the application of what you have understood, all right, from the knowledge that you gathered. Amen. There are questions. Let's take them. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, if they're already up to three, I would say we, we stop there. Okay. Um, can you genuinely love someone after several dates, characters, and habits? Um, it's good that questions are clear. After several dates, characters, and habits, you mean bad character? Okay. So now you're, you're giving me the trouble of having to assume what you mean. If you don't mind, please write again so that I don't shoot amiss. Write again and be clear. I don't assume what you have in mind. All right? So try and qualify what you mean by several dates, characters, and habits because there can be good habits. And you know some people don't like good habits. They want bad guys. <laughs> How can you not slap me when I annoyed you? Because they have been wrongly programmed. Alright, so please, if you read that question, please just do well to further expand it so we know exactly what we're answering. Okay, this came in first. If you say you can't fall in love with two people, eh, what then happens to the men that are married to, <laughs> to two women? <laughs> doesn't mean he doesn't love the two of them. Okay, um, how, does, how does he apply the love of God to the two? <laughs> Wahala. <laughs> okay, okay. you see, uh, very good question. Thank you for asking. So, so that is why we have the Bible to guide us, amen? Now what you see is that there's no insignificant detail in scriptures. If God wanted man to have as many wives as possible, he would have made maybe like 19 babes and tell Adam, gather them or gather as much as you want. But he made one. He made one. And that was the first word in the Bible. And God said in Genesis 2.24, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. Singular. Hmm? He didn't say to wives or to as many as they shall be. <laughs> No, to his wife, singular, all right? So, God's pattern is for us to, for one man to marry one wife, all right? That's God's pattern. Now, traditions and the cultures of men permit certain people to marry wives. I wanted to use one adjective, or one um, verb. I wanted to say to acquire wives. <laughs> because for some of them, that's what it's like. It's like you're acquiring women, like possessions. For some, it's a show of wealth and social standing. Okay? So, some cultures allow that, but we're governed by the word of God. If you marry two or three, please distribute the love to all of them. Amen? (laughs) If you marry three, some people have married before they get born again. I say, should I drive one or Don't drive. You're married. eh? Distribute the love accordingly. The spirit of God will give you capacity. (laughs) Yeah, because you need capacity. I know what I'm saying. You need capacity to love this love. It's deep, it's intense. All right? So, God will give that person capacity to love. But please, if you never marry, marry one. Plan for one. Amen? Uh-huh. So, I hope that answers your question, really. Um, if you're married and your husband always makes you feel less of yourself, insults your family, and sometimes beats you up, sleeps around with other girls, and does not take care of you, what should you do in that kind of situation? Wow. Um, I really feel, feel for this person. Now, you know this is a reality, right? I will answer this question. Let me just say this quickly. One of the reasons I chose to be a pre-marital coach was to help people avoid this. So that if you learn before you get in, you don't have to get into this. It can be avoided. All right? Now, if you are already married to such a person, now, this is all forms of abuse. It is emotional abuse. It is verbal abuse, and it is physical abuse. What you need to understand is that your life is more important than that marriage. Amen? Your life, when God sent you into this world, part of his purpose was not that when you are 29, one man will beat up your life and destiny, and if you are lucky, you make it. If you are not lucky, you die. That was not part of God's plans for you. The Bible says his plans towards you are plans of peace and not evil, to bring you to an expected end. Do you understand? So if you know somebody who is such a who is in such a relationship. Those are some of the the, the cogent reasons where we advocate for a separation. And it's a, at first, it's a monitored separation. is one where you guys are set aside from each other so that both of you can go through counseling and therapy. All right? And we hope that he heals. But in a situation where we have gone through those and the person continues such abusive behavior it becomes a grounds and actually a legal one. If there's a lawyer here, you can help me. It becomes tenable for separation. All right? For divorce. All right? Now, somebody will ask me about divorce. Whether Should a Christian divorce? Okay. Should a Christian die in the marriage? <laughs> okay. If it was time, we would have walked to that answer, right? But let's leave it like that. Um how do people in long distance relationships sustain their relationship? By conversation. By communication. Amen? Let me say it again. By communication. Talk every time. Talk all the time. Talk, 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 talk. Schedule visits once in a while, but talk all the time. Alright? Some people just believe that long distance is impossible. It is possible. It, what, 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 what do you do when you are together that makes you say you must be together? Uh, why? Why? So that she can come over for weekend. <laughs> why? When you're in long distance relationship, discuss. I have one of my books coming out soon on handling long distance relationships. Okay, it's going to be my fourth book. And it's one of the things we dealt with. Talk a lot and then have routines that you guys do together. Pray together. Read the same books. Watch the same movies. Stream the same church. Or, you know, If you can't attend, if you don't attend the same church or, you know, try to stream the same, have one pastor that you both stream. Or this one is in the physical church, the other one streams in. All right. Hear the same things. Form routines that are empowering and that help you to achieve your goals together. Listen to me. The biggest thing you have in relationship is communication. Use it. Use it. That is why people can fall in love when they have not seen, but they're just talking every time. Okay, sorry, with my definition of love. You know what I mean when I say fall in love? Fall in feelings and attraction and like. and Okay, because for you to become this love I've described, after all that you have experienced, you do know, say, okay, I choose to go ahead with this person. All right? So, yes, if you're in love, this relationship, talk a lot. Internet has made it easy for you. WhatsApp, free calls, Zoom, Google Meets, Skype. Which other one again? Very many, all right? Do, plenty, free call, video All right? Talk a lot. All right? And then there are several things you should know. Your boundaries, your boundaries, you should be very clear on your boundaries. Don't say, because he's not around, I can just have that late night date with my boss, who I know has feelings for me. Or you're a guy. You say, well, she's not here, and there's this party, they said we should come in two, So, um, I rent one chick for the night. All right? No, don't do that. You should have very clear boundaries. And the truth is, you would know when you are doing the things you should not do. Oh, oh, don't, don't, don't lock the spirit of God out of that area of your life. He will tell you. All right. So, someone says, "Um, okay, um, okay. I think there's a follow-up to that question. Let me take this before I take that. I met this girl some months ago and we became friends and she told me how she feels towards me. On my side, I felt the same way. Um, we started dating, but after, after like three weeks, she changed totally and she became far. She wasn't lovely like the way she used to. I don't know what to do. Uh, Another person have collected your feeling. (laughs) The feeling of go. I see you finish. There's nothing left to see. (laughs) You see? This is how many relationships are feel start a relationship or feel split the relationship you see feeling has gone somewhere else. <laughs> now you see it could be because the person it could be because eventually you are not what the person thought you were oh. <laughs> alright it could be that it could also be it could also be that because the person is not getting what they want from that relationship Alright? And then it could also be that the person has gotten what they want in the relationship. And I've moved on. It's called chop and go. Somebody is shouting like they don't know. Yeah, I've moved on. Why are you angry? Another I would tell people that the basis for relationships should be marriage. All right, please take note. The basis for a relationship should not be let's see how it goes. It should be marriage. Before you are considering somebody, ask yourself, can I get married to this person? If yes, can we get married in the seeable future, not the future of uh, 13 years time? Can we get married hey, you become a uh, lot of the rings? Cause they engage you in uh, 2001 and 2023, they have don't have marriage, uh, wedding date. That's problem. Alright? So, can we get married in the, in the foreseeable future? Alright? And by foreseeable future, I mean one, two, three years. Let it be that we were planning for two years, but it became four years. But we knew when we started that we were looking at two years' time. Alright? When marriage is the basis for your getting into a relationship, it will help you sieve out a lot of the wrong people. Yeah. Because you will know what exactly they are looking for and what they are not looking for. So this question says, "Can you genuinely love someone after gathering a lot of knowledge through several dating?" uh, Okay. Um, What should what should guide your love? It's not your experiences. It's not your experiences. Your experiences are limited. They are flawed many times because they were based on the wrong um, beliefs and principles. What should form your love is these things we shared. All right? Is these things we shared? Can I be patient with this person? Am I willing to accept the mistakes from this person and still say, I will stand with you to the end? All right. Can I be patient with this person? Is this person, does this person have the characteristics of God as described in Galatians 5:22, as described in 1 Corinthians 13:4 to 7? If it's, if it's a yes, alright, then you open up your heart to say, okay, let's give this a chance. But then there are still many other questions you will ask. It's the same reason why you cannot marry every brother in church. Not every brother in church will be the right one for you. Do you understand? Because yes, he may be in church, but he's facing this direction, and you are facing this direction. And can two walk together, except they, they, they be agreed? No. Do you understand that? So even though that spiritual basis is settled... There are other things you also need to discuss and be sure that you guys can be united in vision. You can be united in purpose. It's what they call compatibility, right? But I call it unity in vision and purpose. All right? Do you enjoy discussing the same things? Do you laugh at each other's jokes? Or if does one person crack a joke and the other one says, see finish? Am I your mate? (laughs) Then you say you want to marry. you do understand so there's a lot more all right there's a lot more so it's not your, your 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 love should be determined by god's word not your experiences all right because if you use your several datings to make a premise for how you walk in love then um, that's the beginning of complication ship all right it will be really complicated yes it will because um It's just messy. I mean, let me not even get into that. Okay, let me take the next question. Please, I've not found the right person. Does that mean that I will not make heaven? Jesus. And because I'm not married and don't have kids, does it mean I'll go to hell? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Only one thing. (laughs) There's only one basis for your making heaven. And what is that? Faith in Christ. Hallelujah. If you have faith in Christ, marry or don't marry you, make heaven. Do you know? Do you know? Okay, let me even ask you. Did Jesus make heaven? Did Jesus marry? Did Jesus marry? No, no. He's married to us. Eh? We're at the church, right? But this type of human natural wedding, did you hear scripture that Jesus walked in holy matrimony with sister... <laughs> Sister Angelica. <laughs> did you hear that? No. So please, what is the basis for heaven? Is faith in Christ. Full stop. Do you understand? Whether you're married or not, it does not affect that. Um, Apostle Paul was not married too. So, so that you can be encouraged. Alright? <laughs> um, did I take this? Yeah. Okay, that one of that feeling that that person that said the feeling disappeared from the girl what should you do let her go all right uh, let her go or let uh, we well, descended like uh, is she that changed and she has left him <laughs> she's not behaving the way she used to so let's let her go uh, and yes lose her let her go then then have have a life have a life eh be committed to your vision. What exactly are you working on? Do you know that there are many men walking the face of the earth, probably working nice jobs, but have no sense of direction for their lives? No sense of direction. They do what every other person does. They go after what is popular. They just want to belong. They just want to. That's just how they live life. Ah, you don't the trend, you don't the trend. I don't book my own. Is that how you want to live life? No direction, no purpose. Do you understand? Just to be one of them, just to be among no, alright, so if you're that person when that, when that relationship goes spend time by yourself, sit beside yourself and have cogent conversations alright, so that you have more purpose in life and you know who will most likely fit, let me tell you the truth when you have a very good self-awareness and sense of direction, you will know the people that don't fit your, your, your journey you will know the people that don't fit Yes, it will be easy to eliminate. Ah, it's very good. It's very nice. I feel like I'm over. No. Because you are clear. Huh? Then when the type that fits that path comes, say, hey, that's the type you take before the Lord and say, Lord, I beheld one of your sons. Could he be the one, Lord? Tell me something. you understand And <laughs> All right, and maybe... But you don't carry every time dick and hide I say, ah, ah, it's like I, hey, me, hey he wanted to marry me. Or I thought you marry married. Oh, yeah, a guy. Anything that shape. <laughs> you say, ah, I want to marry her. You want to marry sheep? <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, what do you do when your family does not support your relationship? Very good question. Very, very good question. Now, you want to find out why they don't support it. Okay? You want to find out why. That's very, very critical to knowing how to handle it. Um, whatever their reasons are, um, then you know how to work it. You know, some of these questions are really broad. But then, if you feel like those reasons, maybe um, you don't buy it. Like, they just say, in our place, we don't marry Igbos. Igbos, they like money. Eh, uh, I'm it for sacrifice. <laughs> I'm just teasing, all right. Maybe that's what. There are people like that. They just believe strongly that this tribe, we cannot marry from there. No, see, take note. As believers, we are one body in Christ. Do you understand? You can marry from any tribe if the person is a believer. So if those are some of the strongholds in your parents' mind, you want to find out what it is, so you can know how to walk it, walk that path with them. All right. You may need to get an elderly person who buys into the relationship to consult with them or to talk to them you want to get your pastor you may want to spend time with them but most importantly you want to pray about it especially if you are convinced about this person you want to pray about it the hearts of kings are in god's hands he can turn them in. today they can say you will never marry this person ever my dead body tomorrow they can call you and say hey where is that money when are we fixing the dates are you watching, huh? why because the lord can turn their hearts okay but if after all said and done they stamp their feet that no way, this will not happen. I encourage you to please, no, honor their decision. Yes. Uh, you didn't see it coming. Uh, uh, please, please don't bring another one. Alright? So I can close. Yes, I said something. If after all said and done, your parents don't support that relationship. After all said and done. Five years and counting, you're still begging them to not agree. No, don't go ahead. Let me tell you why. It's fundamental, fundamental scripture principle. Honor your father and your mother. Alright? Um, that your days may be long. In the land the Lord has given you. Now, if... There are cases in those days where the church will like adopt you and wed you and say, we are your family. Hmm? When you born as a gay, is it your pastor or his wife that comes from Mugo? <laughs> most times it's your own family do you understand if you get into enmity with your family because of marriage are you ready to go the long haul with that enmity many times what you're thinking of is just me and you how we feel for each other you don't know that when you get married the families are coming together as one okay if this family has told you we don't agree with that family Can't you see that if you go ahead with that marriage, you are just setting the foundation for perpetual rift between these two. And guess what? They will take it out on both of you. Because this one will fight that one through you, who is their own. That one will fight your own through you. It just just becomes messy. So it is avoidable. Let me let you know. There is not one person that you must marry in this life. Uh, Dr. Mike said something. (laughs) He said, "What you're willing to walk away from determines what God will bring to you." When people do those kind of things, what they are telling God is that, "God, you are limited. You cannot give me somebody else. This one I have seen. I must hold on tight." That's what you're telling God. Yeah, you're saying, "God, yeah, in this matter, no, no, I don't trust you. If I lose this one, everywhere does work. That's what you're saying. Well, if you trust that God loves you so much, and do you know God gives people their spouse? Do you know that God can lead you to your spouse? Yes. A prudent wife, the Bible says, is from the Lord. Proverbs 19, verse 14. Praise the Lord. So you need to trust God enough to lead you to your spouse. Now, even when you feel that leading and parents and everything, see, you have a walk with God. The scripture says it's in him we live, we move and have our being. You don't have a life outside of God. Do you understand? So engage with him in this process. Lord, you know, say, my heart is fully locked in here. What is going on? Can you not convince these parents? And God is not talking. Because most times he doesn't answer. <laughs> Those kind of situation. Especially where it is a wisdom decision. Does somebody understand what I'm saying? Many times when you're praying and it seems God is silent. Many times it's a wisdom decision. He has led, he has, he has placed the indices before you. He has placed his word before you. He has placed sound counsel before you. He expects you to apply it. But many times you neglect all of that. And you say, God, move in your power and glory. And he say, move in my wisdom. Alright? So please, take note. If your parents don't support, in the long haul, it could be messy. Alright? In those days, yeah, the church will just tell you, we adopt your family, our family, will stand as your parents. Yeah, but when you need legal documents, you know, and your parents need to approve, and then you go back to them and they say, don't come back to this house. Say you went to marry, when would they not send you? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So there could be problems. Trust God to give you another one that the parents will love you. Say, Amen. Uh-huh. Let's leave it like that, okay? Okay. Someone says, "Thank you very much for today." How can anyone enroll in your classes? Oh, I like this kind of. I actually have products online. All right, <laughs> I have um I have a premarital course, um online. It's pre-recorded, very very rich. Okay, um you can check it out. Um... Is a link on Seller. Uh, Maybe I'll forward the link to someone and you can give it to the multimedia. Okay, so that's just it. So um, I have products online. I have a website you can check out, coachmazy.com. All right, so you'll see some of my products there. Also, if you go on the Single and Ready Club YouTube page, you will find several teachings I have done from from december 2021 till date every wednesday as a matter of fact i have free ig live sessions where i just teach on love and relationship so you can participate with that just follow single and ready club you'll get the notification when we go live all right but for the other ones that are paid courses yes feel free to go on the website and yes to help you buy the truth the bible said don't borrow it (laughs) okay I, i need to round off with these ones okay um one more, thank you, sir, uh, because I'm seeing four, and I'm really wondering. So, permit me to just scan and make one pick. If your questions are here, this is the time to start praying. Lord, pick my own, my pick, my pick, my question. <laughs> okay. Uh, hmm. Let me see. Ha. Oh. I saw one that I choked. Okay. Okay. Wow. Now, time to choose. <laughs> All right, let me pick this one. This person says, What can I do if a guy lives on a monthly salary and I'm a businesswoman? It gets annoying to have to wait till the end of the month to do anything important. Why are you waiting for his money until the end of the month to do anything important? Hello. Did you hear the answer I gave you? Why wow. Did you say you're a business so It means you're making money daily. Why wait for the end of the month to do something important? Because you believe that my money, my money. His money, our money. You hear that thing? It's not in the Bible. The Bible says the two shall become one. <laughs> All right? Please listen. If you're married to someone, both of you share um, your, your earthly possessions. That's why when you're taking the vows, they say, with my earthly possessions, I thee wed. Do you understand? Yes, the man should be financially responsible. Okay, and as a matter of fact, with proper planning, even though your salary comes at the end of the month, but you would know how to plan to cater for the matters of the month until the next one. All right? Yes, with proper planning. Abi, do you finish your salary on day one? So, Lagos people especially—I don't know about Abuja people—the day your salary comes, all the borrow where you don't they borrow to live an oppressive life. They'll start debiting your account. Only transport fare left. And now, fare price is high. So, only one week, you can go to work. <laughs> All right? But please, with proper planning, you don't have to wait for month end. When the one of the last month came, the idea of that one coming at the end of the month was to take you through to the next pay. Okay? If it cannot take you through, then, contribute your own since you're earning money. But please, don't leave the running of, the, the financing of the home to just one partner. In this day and age where both partners are working or, you know, are economically empowered Please support each other. Have a plan that works. All right. Don't wait for your husband to do everything. See, after all, he's the man. He must uh, let him uh, stop that. And in the same vein, men, support your wives in the kitchen, in the housework, in the house chores. <laughs> support. Okay, men, learn how to do the chores. Learn how to sweep. Learn how to take those being out and <laughs> do the trash. Learn how to go to market. Learn how to help them buy buy Ugono. Fish. <laughs> Vegetable Uh, Yes Should I or should I not say (laughs) Uh Uh, You see this is your pastor here That is a very fine boy And you may be like your pastor Doctor One day I went to visit him He was not in the house Because his wife Said the message (laughs) He went to buy things For the house Did you hear that did you hear that? <laughs> yes. So, if people that some of you think is a Jebota, I cannot do those things. He doesn't know the market. He doesn't know how to sell things. If he can go and buy things, but this is what it is actually. Do you understand? You are delighted to do it for your wife. It's not a chore. You are delighted. You look forward to doing things for her, to take the load off of her. See, you are a husband, not a hunchback. <laughs> So when you are a burden to your wife, you are a hunchback and not a husband. So please, men, do the chores. Do the chores, all right? Support. Sometimes she's very tired. Go wash the dishes. Yeah. Sometimes she's very tired and you know how to cook. Cook. All right? Support. Support. You, both of you are one, though. She's the best part of your life, all right? So don't make her suffer for making that decision. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. I love this you all. concludes this message.